educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, we're finally to the entertaining part of the week, <laughs> boys and girls. Uh, welcome aboard. It is the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin at 5.09 on Friday, July 14th. And uh, remember, you can catch us anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform uh, or just go to klin.com. Uh, first things first, though, say hello to producer extraordinaire, Mr. Johnny Cadillac. I mean, you said we're finally getting to the entertaining part of the week, and I, I get it, and I love Friday afternoon clubs, but just like the other four days of the week, I'm here having a damn good time. That's right. How are the t-shirts coming? Uh, uh, still got to work on them. <laughs> we got to get them out there for sure. We do. Well, say hello to Chef Kevin Shin on Hi, the friends. Friday afternoon club. Cool. Yeah. Are, are your bags packed? Um, I'm starting to set out things like my power adapter, uh-huh. my cell phone charger, uh-huh. um, you know, a few little things like that I'm starting to set out. I'm going to kindly advise you both, don't forget your passport. We'll need those. Right. <laughs> All right. So I, have, I, I will say I have started having those panic dreams of waking up thinking, oh, my goodness, my passport's expired. <laughs> it's not, but, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just oh, uh, yeah. something's going to go wrong. Well, just to remind listeners, uh, I am, I'm here today and uh, here Monday, and we'll talk about Monday's show here later on, but because uh, we'll make some news on Monday. Uh, but then I'm gone. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving uh, Tuesday. And won't be back until July 30. And uh, so uh, a week, well, on Wednesday, I leave Tuesday, fly overnight uh, into Amsterdam. And um, Wednesday night, I'm seeing Coldplay in Amsterdam. Is there any better yeah. thing you could be doing? Yeah. So three days in Amsterdam, and then uh, took a little puddle jumper, I think, over to Frankfurt, and then to Dublin, where I'm meeting up with Chef Kevin and his daughter, and we've got a buddy flying in from Portland. And so we're going to spend, uh, what, eight days in uh, Ireland. Drinking Guinness and soaking in the uh, the culture. Yeah. So, uh, set, so uh, thankfully, uh, Doug Fitzgerald uh, is going to fill in for me while I'm gone. And so thank you, Doug, in advance for, for doing that. Uh, but the next two Friday afternoon clubs, we're, we aren't skipping no, the entertainment portion of the Dan not Parsons show. I'm going to call in uh, next Friday from Amsterdam. It'll be about... 11 o'clock at night, so uh, so Doug's going to put me on. And then two weeks from tonight, uh, we'll do the f- uh, Friday Afternoon Club uh, from Belfast. We'll find us a nice little pub that uh, yeah. has Wi-Fi, and yeah. we'll hook in. Yeah. So uh, follow, if you haven't followed us yet on the Twitter and the Facebook, now's a pretty good time to do it because, you know, I'll be updating uh, from Europe uh, next week. Well, uh, let me introduce uh, back for his return engagement, L. Kent Wolgamott, uh, extraordinaire uh, journalist from the Lincoln Journal Star. And I'm not going to Belfast. <laughs> I wish I was. Well, it's, yeah, it's not, is it too late, Kent? We'd have fun, doggone it. Uh, well, you may remember uh, I recruited Kent uh, a few weeks back. Uh, to help me interview David Mandel, a Hollywood uh, producer and director of the uh, uh, of the hit HBO show uh, White House Plumbers, so thanks for doing that. And I and I said at the time, let's have you back now and again. And I'm back, yeah. and that was fun. And yeah. um, that's a good get. My he's a kind of a big deal, by the way. Yeah, if people don't quite realize that it's not just that one program oh, no no he goes <laughs> way back as a writer for snl and then he was uh uh directed some uh, uh some episodes of seinfeld and produced some seinfeld episodes. and now he's a pretty 
highly respected producer. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Chef, uh, before we get too much further into this, what are we drinking? Sure. Well, um, since we tra- we're traveling, and one of the things I love to do when I travel is I like to see what people are making and how they make it. And so um, the old-fashioned is a mm-hmm. classic example because everybody's got their own version. But uh, I'm going to make us a Sazerac, which is the <laughs> official cocktail of New Orleans, and because it's a real specific way to make it. And I'm kind of picky when it comes to classics because I don't like I don't like to substitute. And so when I travel um, and go to a cocktail bar, I like to ask, make me a Sazerac. And um, when I first visited Sideshow Spirits and met our good friend Benton, mm-hmm. that was the first thing I ordered. I said, I'll take a Sazerac. So he comes out, sets it down, I look at it, and I smile at him, and I stood up and gave him a hug. <laughs> because it didn't have ice. Yeah. That's a very important detail about a Sazerac. Yeah. So I'm going to make you one of those. Yeah, very nice. Well, Kent, uh, I know one of the things we wanted to chat about, my goodness, what's going to happen in Hollywood? We don't have writers, and now we don't have actors. And this is going to be... You think, oh, this strike doesn't have any impact on me? Guess what? If you're movies, streaming, television, anything, the production schedules have just been blown up. Wow. And so they are already postponing movies. Hmm. Um, the hilarious example of it is Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool 3. Deadpool 3, which they were continuing to film because they had a pre-existing script before the writer's strike, which meant that Ryan Reynolds couldn't improvise anything, right? He had to stick with the script, but they could film the movie. When the actors went, they're now going to miss their deadline, and so it's going to be pushed back even farther uh the star wars the next two star wars movies are being pushed back to 2025 i mean there's you could go online and there's a list of here's where this is pushed to here's where this is pushed to and that's if it gets resolved in any link you know the last time that both the writers and the actors were on went on strike like before was before I was born. Nineteen and sixty. Yeah. And you know who the head of the Screen Actors Guild was? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Wilson Reagan. Yeah. yeah. Noted socialist. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, thanks, Chef. Yeah. Nice bright that. red color. Mm-hmm. And um so where that takes you is to the idea of the the industry's economics have changed dramatically and one thing they're never going to get the box office back that they lost off of yeah that's, out of the pandemic that's yeah, clear yeah but they have all this increased revenue in streaming but the actors and writers don't get paid at the same level for so, streaming so that's one of the issues so that's one of the big issues residuals are uh, for television, same issue. Is there an estimate on what the difference is of the loss of box office versus now the adding of streaming? Uh, <laughs> not, I mean, it's obviously not a wash. It's not a wash, and it's Hollywood economics, so it's hard to really say. <laughs> but where, uh, but it's clear that the issue is you cannot determine the exact number of views of a streaming, right? Right. right. So if you're getting 
say the movie tickets ten dollars and a dollar of that is going to the actors and the writers combined mm-hmm. well you don't know how many views there are right huh. yeah so you got no split wow. so that's part of the issue the other part of the issue for that for the creative community is ai mm. sure yes look what's coming yeah. yeah and specifically the issue for the writers is you could tell ai to make a script not necessarily an original script but a, say you're going to make indiana jones 6 mm-hmm. and you tell ai to do it it would use the previous wow. ones and make a script Wow. wow. And the actors are all worried about their image and their voice well, and sure. everything yeah. being reproduced yeah. and used. And so they want assurances on that. And then the studios are saying, we're not making as much money as we did. We're not making what we think. So it's loggerheads. Well, I guess. And Well, before we go to break, uh, gentlemen, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Johnny. <laughs> Oh boy, it's a com- that's coming at you. That's lovely. Wow. Okay, we're going to sip on our cocktail and uh, let you listen to this quick break, and we'll be back to talk with Kent Wogamont and Kevin Shin and the gang here at the Friday Afternoon Club. Uh, we'll be right back after this on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. You're listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Welcome back to the Friday Afternoon Club here on the Dan Parsons Show, where uh, we get serious about the entertaining portion of this program. So uh, we're here with Chef Kevin, as always, and we're uh, our special guest, uh, El Kent Wogamot from the Lincoln Journal Star. Oh, my goodness. we uh, This is fun, guys. Uh, and cheers uh, again, gentlemen. And Kevin, uh, remind us again uh, what we're drinking the and where Sazerac. it's from. The Sazerac. Yeah. Sazerac, official cocktail of New Orleans. Mm. Um Originally was a cognac-based cocktail, but because of the phylloxera um, uh, disease that affected a lot of the grapes, oh. cognac production was down, so they shifted to rye. They just went with what they have, oh. and now it's a typically a rye-based cocktail. Kent, I imagine you've got a New Orleans tale or two. Uh, well, a few. <laughs> I'm shocked that it's not the hurricane. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, These are the ones that you can tell on the on, yeah. the, on the broadcast. Uh, area. I, I this was this was a, a by pure accident. I was down there uh, when they were shooting uh, um, Tree May. Okay, and unbeknownst to me at the time, my friend Steve Earl, you know Steve yeah. the yeah. well, Steve and I've been friends for a long time. Steve's down there shooting because he's in it, and I walked by where they happened to be shooting and i'm like well i want you know i knew they were making that and then i looked over and i'm like that's steve <laughs> and so i talked my way past a guard and got over there and he's like you're here for a great day you get to see me die <laughs> perfect timing <laughs> perfect timing well i i am kent i mean i've followed you for years i think we met at the zoo bar and and uh, what's been fascinating for me is to, in recent years, uh, see you dabble into the political sphere uh, and on the editorial board for the Lincoln Journal Star. So I bring some of my clients in from time to time, and 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 hey, there's Kent. Uh, and so uh, anyway, I just have enjoyed your work, your wealth of knowledge of uh, not only music but art and and film. And so yeah, it's cool to 
connect like this. Yes, and fun. And, you know, what I say about my job is it beats having to work for a living. (laughs) You know, I mean, seriously. Yeah. You know, I get paid to go to what people do for fun, for fun, for entertainment, and then talk to people, uh, you know, yesterday, uh, for example, um, I got, uh, did a Zoom with uh, Mike Kruger of Nickelback, not oh, this, nice. not the singer brother, but the older brother. Okay, and I thought, uh, Nickelback, uh, who, you know, because they're coming to town. Yeah, and it was just we just had a great conversation, and the in- interesting thing at the end of that was he talked about how he enjoyed it because he got to talk to a real journalist. Because nowadays, yes, uh, the business is so hollowed out mm. that he gets people that either don't know anything or you know whatever and 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 it, it and that was something i don't expect well that's fun you know yeah. and when you said you were going to do the show in the like 11 o'clock at night whatever day it was it must have been monday or tuesday uh lindsey sterling that's going to be at pinewood yeah they're giving me i'm like why does she want to do an interview at 4 30 in the afternoon she'd just done a show in england and she called me or called me after the show. Nice. I'm glad that wasn't on my phone. <laughs> no kidding. So well, yeah, those kind of things. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, well, we've been talking about uh, origin stories here, Kent, on on the show, and and Kevin shared his. I've shared my political origin story, which connects with David Mandel and White House plumbers, by the way. And by the way, we're going to do the Trump trials too. By the way, uh, I found a legal expert who is not tainted by politics. And uh, so when I get back after my those holiday, exist, well, I found one. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we've been talking about uh, our origin stories, and Kevin, I'll just uh, let you jump in. Yeah, uh, Kent. You know, we share a common love of music, and um, my my origin story of when music wrapped itself around my neck and wouldn't let go was uh, 1976, and a little band called Sticks. That my sister, or my older sister, who was a senior in high school, I was 12 at the time, she had this um, uh, record album called Crystal Ball. And I would hear her play it in her room from time to time. And so when she would uh, leave and I would be home by myself, I would sneak in there and I would get that album out and I would put it on the Zenith hi-fi console Uh stereo that I think we bought at Piper's Furniture down on Washington Boulevard. And I would put it on there and I would turn it up and I would sit between the speakers, lean my head against the console and play the song. And it, in the words of it are rather prophetic because the opening line says, put me on, I'm your brand new record album. Uh, play me loud. Don't you worry about your neighbors. I hope I make you feel good all day long. Nice. And that's what music began to do for me at 12. Johnny's got it. Look right. at that. On the fly. Oh, I was telling you your mic's on. But yeah, uh, oh. this ad's going through. And I, yes, I do have it. You ready? Yeah. All right. <laughs> no way. Sorry, we threw this at you pretty quick, Johnny. I, I thought it was ready. It's, it's now. Here it goes. There we go. Wrong song, but uh, right album. 
My bad. My it bad, says Johnny. Dick's Crystal Ball. <laughs> My bad. Album. Well, well Kent's got Tommy Shaw's uh, number in his uh, phone. Well, so we'll, we'll get Tommy on we'll, telling that story. Yeah. <laughs> the, if we get Tommy on, he'd talk about it. He'd, he'd love, you know, Tommy has some Nebraska connections. Oh, really? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Tom, he's a really good guy. Uh, you know, obviously, when you get their phone numbers, they're not your stuck up. 68 people between you and them yeah well he was one of those artists that started early like what 17 mm-hmm. when he joined the band i think that's right yeah, yeah. and now he's you know he's legend but he was writing major major songs at age 17 that's cool that's cool well how about you kent where does your music origin story uh start you know there's not one specific thing because I was always attracted. My mom tells me, and, you know, I don't have any way to know this, but remember this, but about, you know, standing up on the front seat of the car, this will tell you how long ago that was, (laughs) and dancing around to, like, Elvis songs in the early 60s. And um, some of the things I specifically remember is... Making my poor mother drive forty miles because I lived in Curt. We live in Curtis to go see um, a hard day's night at the movie theater oh. in North Platte wow. because, of course, it wouldn't come to Curtis for months and months. And I remember all those things on TV. The first show I saw was of a like touring kind of act was Johnny Cash at some county no. fair that my dad took me to when I was seven, maybe here, here in Nebraska, either Nebraska or Northern Kansas. And he's gone. So I can't ask him. And of course my mom goes, I don't know, you know? <laughs> so, so there's that. I remember getting a, uh, begging for a transistor radio for my sixth birthday, that kind of stuff. And then the final thing that did it, was my dad was in the gas station business and serviced, and I got free 45s from people that came through. We'll be right back after the news on 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. 
Hey, welcome back to the Friday Afternoon Club on the Dan Parsons Show with uh, Chef Kevin Shen and our special guest, uh, El Kent Wolgamot from the Journal Star, Lincoln Journal Star. Um, and remember, you can catch us anytime you like on your favorite podcast pa- platform or just go to klin.com and uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Keep the conversation going. And uh, before the show today, I posted, uh, Kent, this picture of uh, uh, you and Rick Springfield at the uh, Pinewood Bowl a few years back, and, and Rick came out of the stands and sat on your lap. Uh, yeah. Or, I mean, off the stage and sat on your lap. Yeah, uh, and I exactly why that happened was I'm sitting there taking notes, right? You're doing and, your job. Doing, yeah. And I I don't notice that he's out there, <laughs> and I'm the only person sitting down. And it's like, oh, here he comes. And I thought, well, this is going to be it. And then he sits down, and I the I happen to know the, the person that took that photo knew me and sent it to me. That's where that's, it came from. That's awesome. From. So, yeah, that's the that's perhaps the only time that somebody sat on my lap. <laughs> You know, during I, during your working during the show yeah yes. during the show yeah I I now I've had my name called out and stuff by people at a lot of shows and stuff but never had anybody sit <laughs> sit on my lap that's a classic him. well uh, coming up on Monday's show as we always do on Mondays we check in with our friends at Flatwater Free Press Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom and uh, Matthew Hansen their editor and reporter uh, Natalia Amadari are going to be back uh, on Monday uh, for an update on the uh, story that we uh, talked about about a month ago that Natalia broke uh, about uh, uh, Seward County bringing in uh, seizing cash without convicting people uh, on on I-80 drivers uh, without convicting them of a crime. Uh, which they found, the, the research found, the most civil forfeitures of any county in Nebraska. Well, <laughs> the update was, it was published yesterday, and we'll talk about uh, on Monday with Natalia and Matthew. Uh, the, the new story details allegedly missing money uh, during those traffic stops, and, and, the, and the sheriff doesn't have an explanation of where it's at. He said, well, the sheriff said, look, there's no way that money could be stolen or missing uh, because we have body cams and dashboard cams, and we record everything and count every dollar out that we confiscate. And so like the good investigative reporters they are, Natalia asked them and did a public records request for those dash, uh, dash cameras and, and body cameras, and it was denied. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. My dad would say that doesn't pass the sniff test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll do that on Monday. And who knows by Monday what will happen with this story and yeah. the way it's going. Uh, also on Mondays, uh, I'll have my very first exclusive political announcement uh, on Monday in the second half of the show. So tune in. You running for something? Oh, no. It's not my. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. It's not my announcement. Oh, that's a good distinction, Kent. Thanks for letting me clarify. No, it's not my announcement, uh, but it is someone else's announcement uh, that they'll make on the show uh, on Monday. So tune in for that. Well, Kent, I think we uh, shorted you a little bit on your music origin story. Well, the the short version of the story is that my dad had a gas station slash garage and serviced the vehicles of the people who did the jukeboxes and nice. vending machines and whatever out there. And and so once a month or whenever they came through, I'd get a giant box of 45 nice. that had gotten pulled off the jukeboxes. 
That's cool. That's so cool. when you're 8, 9, 10, 12, however old it was, you just get dozens and dozens and dozens wow. of records. And so I've always uh, been interested in, into it. And then I remember one day getting up and finding a guitar in my closet that was had been my dad's, that, and he just gave it to me without, and there it was. So uh, Acoustic? Yeah. 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 And then... You know, nothing good followed. <laughs> we were talking off the air that a uh, similar story with records. My mom was a member of the uh, Columbia Records uh, Company, uh, uh, Columbia Record Club. And I think Kent still owes money for those. <laughs> That's what he said, yeah. yeah. And so she would get albums, obviously, that she didn't want or, you know, didn't catch the uh, send in the postcard or whatever in time. So she'd pass them on to me. And I must have been, you know, similar, eight, nine, ten years old. And I remember uh, Chicago 2, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And by then, I uh, shortly after that, uh, my folks, uh, for some reason, bought me a drum. Well, they let me have a drum kit, bought me one for Christmas. And, and so from there, by the time I was in middle school, playing in the jazz band and the stage band. So that's, that's how I got my start. But, uh, yeah, uh, records. Now, here's the interesting question. The research... Sorry, yeah. Research shows, and also just anecdotally, you'll know this, people usually stop listening to new music sometime in their 20s to late 20s. I don't fit into that category. Nor do I. Okay, so you that was the question (laughs) I had for you guys, because uh, that's why, you know, that say that classic rock format, if you look at, that's why it exists. It still survives. Right. Is those people still, and most people stop. In my job, I can't, right? I can't really even look back. My line is, my job, nostalgia's death. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I keep a, a playlist called Current Mood. It's not necessarily mood, but it's current music that um, speaks to me. And in one of my sub um, playlists, is called State of Jazz on Spotify. And uh, Aja Monet. Um, has this beautiful rap about black joy. And it, it just invites you into what it was like to grow up in her neighborhood. And uh, so I, I, I don't fit into the classic. So you're category. the exception. <laughs> well, I know you are. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's maybe it's creative people. A chef is obviously creative. Uh, obviously, Kent, you're very creative. It's your job to, to cover creative people. And I found out some years ago uh, that I really am an entrepreneur. I've started, you know, started a, a small business. Uh, uh, you know, Kevin collaborated with me when we did Secret Supper Club here in Lincoln. And, you know, just those projects uh, of creative projects. So, yeah, I think it's that creative gene in me that I'm not satisfied with, the, mm-hmm. you know, with the, the normal. Well, I, I think it plays also into why do we listen to music? I listened to a great podcast um, earlier this spring on the, that title, the, why do we listen to the music we listen to? And she mm. was, broke it down into, uh, I think, four different categories. And some, some are cerebral, and but some are like me. I have to feel it. And I'm always looking for music that lets me feel something new. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Kent, I'm, I, I couldn't let you go uh, here on the show without asking you, and, and I'm sorry I didn't prep this uh, for you ahead of time. What, what are some of the most memorable uh, interviews you've done? You, you mentioned a minute ago you've been doing this for 40 stinking years, and you've been doing it so long it's hard to even keep track of all the interviews you've done, I'm sure. But what are some of the, again, sticking to the music uh, uh, category, what are, what are some of those? Okay. The most entertaining, fun interviews ever, Little Richard. No kidding. Mm. And I talked to him on the phone a couple times and in person. The other thing about Little Richard, he had a giant head. His head was huge. (laughs) (laughs) But Richard was entertaining, and, you know, Richard was, I'm the originator and all of that. Um, Just full of life. Full of, yes. Uh, Early on, when they made the movie America here. Yeah. Uh, I wrote a review. Christofferson and his band played the night before filming started. I wrote a review. I get a call the next day from the publicist saying, Chris wants to meet you. Whoa. So I go and find Chris, and he says, it's like I've been sending out messages in a bottle for years, (laughs) and somebody finally got one. Mm. Wow. What a compliment. When he was in town... He'd, literally, he'd call me up, Kent, this is Chris, you want to come out to the house? And he had a house out on South 56. Oh, really? South of Highway 2, because he was there for three months. Well, sure. And yeah. he was here with his family, and he'd take the kids and let his wife go somewhere. Uh, and so he'd come out there, and I had some great interviews with Chris out there. Hmm. Uh, I've had some... Uh, my, uh, my best Willie interview story... <laughs> That you can tell on the air. Yeah. Well, I can't tell the jokes on the air. Uh, Willie was, uh, this was after Farm Aid, and I'd talk to him all the time. He'd call my desk at work. Nice. And, you know, people pick it up, and they couldn't believe it was Willie just calling out of the blue, but that's (laughs) Willie. So he was going to play here, and I called the publicist and said, can I do an interview? You know, I want to do an interview. And they're like, oh, he's not doing any yada, yada, yada. And then I get a call back. What are you doing on Sunday? And I'm like, I'll just be sitting around at home. This is before cell phones. And gets to be like 6 o'clock Sunday night. The phone hasn't rung. I thought he's not going to call me. Phone rings. It's Willie. He's on the bus. And he must have had one of those old cell phones. phones. Yeah. (laughs) And so I talked to him for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and I'm trying to get off the phone, right? I'm out of questions. And he's like, where are you going? And I'm like, what? And he says, we're driving across Utah, I believe it was. And he says, I got nothing better to do. And me and Willie talk for, oh, an hour and a half, two hours. And that man knows more dirty jokes than anybody I've ever met. That's awesome. And you heard half of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh, stay tuned, kids, for more stories uh, from the old folks show here on the Dan Parsons Show. <laughs> uh, right after this uh, quick break on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. 
Chase. Welcome back to the Friday Afternoon Club. Let's get into the good part. Oh, no, keep going. I just wanted to talk over it a little bit. There's little sticks. Chef Kevin's origin story. Oh, man. I think you found some new bumper music. Yeah. I'm 12 years old right now, man. And I could sing every word of the song, but I won't. <laughs> I've been able to sing all the words so far. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Thank you for indulging oh, me, Johnny. Oh, that is Thank awesome. You. Little sticks to get your weekend yeah, going. No problem at all. That yeah. was fun. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, well, yes, it is the Friday Afternoon Club. And and now what's happening, and we're here with Kent Wogamott from the Lincoln Journal Star and, of course, uh, Chef Kevin. Uh, what's happening now, guys, I uh, our other guests, uh, Monday through Thursday, they're starting to ask, well, how in the hell do I get on that Friday show? <laughs> <laughs> you have to be entertaining, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So and, that's all you uh, have to be. So I did book, I didn't book, but uh, uh, that, I had that conversation with Matthew Hansen uh, on Monday. And so uh, Matthew and, and Sarah are going to come on some Friday afternoon. Oh, they're perfect. Yeah. Well, so they're the they're, in, they're uh, educational and uh, entertaining. Yeah. Well, see, the episode that Kent was on with us was on a Tuesday, so he was probably wanting to get in on a Friday, and here <laughs> and he is. Here there he I is. am, yeah. That's exactly right. That's how that works. So, uh, well, listen, uh, please follow us on your Facebook and, and Twitter, or our Facebook and Twitter, and you can find Chef Kevin on Instagram, just Chef Kevin Shin, S-H-I-N-N. Uh, uh, Kent, what's your favorite uh, social media platform? Oh, I'm on all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Are you on threads? Did you do the I threads? am on threads. Okay. I yeah. am. Uh, I haven't quite figured it all out I haven't yet, either, yeah. but I'm on there, and it's everything is just Kent Walgamot, no space in between the okay. name. I, I love your image on your Twitter. Uh, it's Johnny. It's Johnny Cash in a in a prison. Frank. Frank. Oh, it's, Fra- it's Frank Sinatra's it's Sinatra. mugshot. I beg your pardon. It's Frank Sinatra's mugshot. I got it wrong. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and I will say, Walgamot, W-O-L-G-A-M-O-T-T. For people like me who have trouble spelling it, <laughs> they want to follow you. There you go. And it's the same on all of them. So. That's easy. That's easy. Uh, well, yes. And coming up on Monday's show, uh, we will have Matthew Hansen, the editor of Flatwater Free Press, as we always do. Uh, and he's bringing along uh, for a encore uh, appearance, Natalia Amadari and her story about uh, Seward County seizing millions of dollars uh, uh, from without convicting people uh, on I-80, uh, of not convicting of a crime and just civil forfeitures. And the new story uh, that Natalia just broke yesterday, uh, de- detailing allegedly missing money. So their civil forfeitures are taking this money, uh, cash, if you're traveling through I-80 uh, in Seward County, uh, and you fit the profile, you may get pulled over, and if you get some cash, they're going to seize it. And now uh, the new story is that some of those dollars are missing. So anyway, we'll do that on Monday, and we'll have a uh, an exclusive political announcement in the second half of the show. But That's not uh, yours, right? It is not yeah. mine. We, we've, we've, is, we've clarified that. It is not mine. You know, I've I've represented enough of these uh, folks through the years. I know enough to not uh, be on the front line. No. You don't really want to run? No. <laughs> 
Um, no, Kent, and and I and I do. I find it fascinating, Kent, that now you've in recent years. How long have you been on the editorial board? Now? Oh, this is scary. I've been on there since the year before Obama's no second kidding. reelection. Yeah. It's been that long. Or reelection, yeah. I, I mentioned earlier that you know it's my job to to get my uh, clients and candidates in front of the editorial board of the Lincoln Journal Star from time to time, and I don't remember which candidate it was, but it walked in uh, the first as back when. We we did things in person, and I, I appreciate you guys now uh, do Zoom meetings, and makes it a lot easier. We'll for we'll everybody. do them in person now again too. Okay, so, okay, good. Yeah, but I remember walking in the the boardroom there one day with whatever client I had in tow. And it's like, what's Kent Wolgamont? What the hell is he doing here? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but you do you you ask great questions. You you're you're very intelligent about uh, issues, and so I'm not degrading you at all. Uh, I just think that's a fascinating uh, addition to your career. Yeah, it kind of ties back in. I think when I was here before we talked, I work. My first work out of college was. Uh, I, I work for Ed Zerinsky yes, as, exactly. his, on his campaign and then in Washington. And, and I was going to, when I came back here, I was going to be the great political reporter and look where this ended up. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but Don was there, Don Walton. And, and, so and Don, then uh, uh, Tom Fogarty and those yeah. at the Journal. And, and basically it came down to one or the other and the, the entertainment job opened up. And you know what? I think I got the right I job. I think, oh my I goodness. If I'm given the choice between meeting politicians and rock and roll stars, I think I'm going to take the latter. Every stinking day. That's what I enjoy. And that's, you know, this this show is a reflection of who I am. And yes, uh, during the week, we uh, first of all, I champion local journalism and will continue to. And I appreciate uh, your entertainment and uh, journalism, Kent, because you are, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, that some of the artists and, and people that you're talking to now uh, recognize that you are a true journalist interviewing them. And because newsrooms across America are being decimated, that's why I'm so excited. I still subscribe to the Lincoln Journal Star and the Omaha World Herald. But now these uh, this new model of journalism with uh, Flatwater Free Press and the Nebraska Examiner, I think is going to save the industry. So, Well, it's certainly going to... How do I... I uh... I am operating under the assumption that the newspapers as we know them, the print paper, will go away. But I think the institution will be around, but it's not going to be at the same level. So it kind of, if you can augment stuff, like we did not do the Seward story you're talking about. Right, those kind of things. But you carried it. But we carried it yeah. because that's that's their model. That's their model, that. yeah. and and that really will, I think, make a big difference in the future and you know the real thing is uh, and i and you see the word there local right yep i mean you can get anything national you want new york times Anywhere. washington post wherever but the only place you can get the local is going to be journal star and those other yeah. you know sort of almost supplementary i i guess you could say absolutely kevin you got a word for us to send us out for the weekend i do in a relay race all four members of the team get the same medal based on the performance of the final runner i can't control what happens once i hand off the baton i can only cheer them on nice and those are your words those are my words yeah fewer words 
fewer words. You can follow Kevin on the Instagram. That's his uh, social media platform of choice. Just Shevin. Uh, Shevin. I'm doing your deal, uh, Johnny. Uh, Kevin Shin. Uh, Chef Kevin Shin. Well, and I wanted to add to that, too, because uh, I, I had to question Kevin when we were off air, and because uh, he, he had some of those written words. I was like, these sound a little sad. Like, you don't seem too sad. You seem pretty positive. He goes, oh, I write for other people sometimes, too. <laughs> so I, well, I'm glad I got the clarification. I'll write for you, Johnny. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. So tomorrow morning when you see something angular and, and uh, obtuse, it'll be for you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, we'll see you uh, on Monday, but you'll uh, the next Friday Afternoon Club on January, uh, J- July 21 will be from Amsterdam and July 28th from Belfast. So that's it. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. Now go do good things on 1499.3 KLIN.